0: Back.
1: <laughs> let's do that again. Go ahead <laughs> Go ahead um
0: I lie you mate Goodbye Welcome back to <laughs> we know what you did. It makes us
1: sick we there go. go.
0: I'm Christy Gomez.
1: I'm Summer Moran.
0: And here we are again. (laughs) (laughs) Christy is
1: not happy to have woken up today. I've been up since 6 a.m.
0: On my training mate. Yeah, on my training mate journey. Why would I say I woke up at 6 a.m. New York time, summer? I don't know. I wake up every morning and I say, (laughs) what time is it? 9 a.m. in New York.
1: (laughs) Actually, I will say I have a lot of trouble understanding time zones. I have a friend, a very close friend who lives in New Zealand, and I just don't get how they can be 17 hours ahead of us because it's almost like, I okay, this is, might be a weird example, but think of any major historical event. There's one that, that came to mind that I don't want to say.
0: Um, 9-11?
1: <laughs> but that happened for them on
0: 9-12. So yeah, it's not but- 9-11. I guess, but it wasn't their journey. Like, it wasn't their trauma. It was ours. So right. they just woke up and they said, oh, mate, so you see what happened in New York City?
1: All I meant was that for them, all of these major historical events where the U.S. is the major player, for them, didn't even happen on that date. Like, we don't call any other dates by just what they were. Fourth of July, I guess, but that's different.
0: They also don't have Fourth of July over there.
1: Right. But even if they did, it would be 5th of July. So, so they think we gained independence on July 5th, 1776.
0: I see where your mind is. Like when I, this will trip you out. I, for all you shrimp on the bobbies listening, I'm going to Australia on September 20th. I, my flight takes off September 20th at 10 p.m. New York, Los Angeles time. I land, I don't know what time I land, on September 22nd. <laughs> what? And it's a 15 hour flight because of the international date line, lovey. So, what's, what's the international date line? Did you ever watch Sweet Life on Deck? Uh, that was a long time ago and it wasn't as good as the original. It's like, a, I'm actually going to start talking. Um, it's like a long latitude in which. It's September 20th on one side and the 21st on the other side.
1: I hate that. So you're missing an entire day of your life.
0: I mean, but I get it back when I come back. Cause then I leave on October 4th and I come back. It's still October 4th.
1: That makes me extremely (laughs) uncomfortable. Can we change the subject? I hate time zones.
0: Yeah. Yes. Summer. What was your moment of desperation this week? Well, you know,
1: I thought, in, my Australian <laughs> accent is horrific. Um, I thought that instead of giving you one of my moments of desperation, because I actually had a pretty decent week, I might give you what uh, current event I think would make for a good Housewives storyline. So this week we saw Lizzo fall into some hot water over accusations from her dancers. Um, accusations of fat phobia and... <laughs> sexual misconduct, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now the reason this would make for a good housewives storyline is because it is juicy. Uh, no matter who is correct or incorrect, oof. Imagine, imagine any of our favorites our problematic or unproblematic faves getting accused of something that was actually pretty common in the early 2000s which was fat phobia.
0: Luckily all my faves are safe go on the day Lizzo the the, de- the day Lizzo turned, I can't think of something funny to say about Lizzo I've seen it I've seen it all anyway so if you're not gonna ask I'll tell you what my moment of desperation was this week sure <sighs> so I feel like I had many and you know what to make up for a summer's lack thereof I'll give you two okay so my first one the smaller one to the big one I started going to this gym called training mate and they're all Australian there. And they gave me, I walked in on a class pass and they said $7 for seven classes. That's amazing. But you have to do it in the week. And I was like, obviously I'm going to take that. So I've been doing that. I have been getting up at 6am every day to hobble on over to my 7am class before work. I feel great. So, but, they
1: only let you do 7 a.m. classes? That's part of the deal?
0: No, I just like the 7 a.m. class.
1: Oh, I thought seven days, $7, 7 a.m. class.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? They're like, oh, only the seven, 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 lovies. Angel numbers, love. <laughs> <laughs> $12 for the 12 p.m. class, lovey. <laughs> Crikey. (laughs) Um, So I've just been going. And I think my moment of desperation was in this class today when there was so many men in my class. And I was like, I have to be stronger than them. And I was point blank, period. Like the guy next to me, we were doing wall sits with like weighted wall sits. I had like a 20 pound ball on my lap. And I had my arms, my hands like lightly on my leg. They weren't supporting me. They were just lightly there. The guy next to me was like, you have to take your hands off. (laughs) You have to take your hands off your legs. And I just lifted them up in the air and looked at him, still not even struggling because of my four minute Margot Robbie plank last week. And then the instructor, shout out Zach, came over, hands me a five pound ball and I'm holding it up in the air just looking at this man. He didn't try to talk to me for the rest of class. I was like, thank you. I will beat you but then also that was his moment of desperation not that was wars. his moment of desperation i think my moment actually it was when um i had to cancel my my thursday class because i was like my body's not going to make it so i had to take a break yesterday so you're not getting my, the deal no not fully so it'll be like a dollar 50 per class instead of a dollar oh, so i'm Christine. only doing six out of the seven i know i'm a failure with the price <laughs> <laughs> I just glitched
1: <laughs> with the way inflation is right now you should be ashamed of yourself
0: I am but I think like every time my alarm goes off and I am going to this class at the crack of dawn like I set my alarm for the moment the sun rises like I feel crazy you I are can't crazy. explain it you crazy cra- girl cra- I'm so crazy and then my second moment of desperation, I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep this in or not, but last week, right before, like during our, I cut this out of the podcast cause I didn't want to sound creepy, but I told summer, I was like, I feel like I'm going to run into Jesse Metcalf tomorrow because, uh, he posts a lot on Instagram and we just kind of go to the same places. <laughs> and I was like one day I'll I'll probably see him around like I just we freak we freak with the same spots I guess he lives in my neighborhood yeah so I'm driving down a canyon I'm not gonna say which I don't want to dox him even though we only have listeners in foreign countries so I'm driving down the canyon I'm listening to the barbie soundtrack and I look over and I see him in his car window rolled down arm out just enjoying the 90 degree weather. And in that moment, so many things, I was at a red light. He also was at a red light, but he and a few other cars did go. So I'm unsure of the rules at this very stoplight on this very particular Canyon, but so he's flying full in front of me. And I almost floored it because so many thoughts were going through my mind. Like I need to get him on this podcast. So I almost risked a major accident and a car chase for a guest on this podcast. But then I came to my senses within milliseconds. But I was like, what do I do? do I-? But we're literally in our cars, like there was, nothing, there was nothing I could do.
1: I take back what I said about you being a good trucker. <laughs> Truckers need to be able to think clearly, not influenced by the presence of others, be they Jesse Metcalf or Oprah Winfrey, okay? With that said, I'm looking forward to having him on the podcast. I'm really
0: excited to have him on the podcast. I can't wait to tell him about that moment.
1: He's Oh, I can see his face in my mind's eye as soon as he hears about it. He's probably listening right now. He is. He's most likely a listener. He's like, oh, I just keep forgetting to reach out, but I'm I'm going to ask to be on that podcast.
0: <laughs> we have a lot of North Hollywood listeners, so I'm assuming that's where he lives, and that's him. Yeah. And he's going to be like, no, I saw you, and I tried to pull over my car.
1: He's our one straight male listener.
0: No, <laughs> or Blue, let's get into it, lovey's. Let's right. get into it, lovey's.
1: I'm here. I'm ready to get into it, lovey.
0: What are you going to say? Anything?
1: Oh, you want me to start? Okay, okay. Yes. So, so cut that. Hang on, I'll start. I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> Let's get into it, lovies. The title of episode four is, Who's That Woman? (laughs) And (laughs) I was searching all episode for the meaning of the title, and I just felt like I was getting further
0: away from it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't (laughs) know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know where it would have come from. I know these are all puns off of Broadway songs, so Steven Sondheim songs. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait. Wait. Because, okay, now pretty little picture, obviously. Yeah. Why? How does Steven Sondheim tie into anything other than Mark Cherry, possibly just being a musical theater fan.
0: Mark Cherry's a musical theater gay. What do you expect? Of course. I I just
1: never, but there's no other connection between the show. It's not like they ever go see a Broadway show and it's like into the woods or something like that. Although I'll save it for another day, but that could be an interesting Fanfic.
0: What they go into, into the woods. I need to stop. I can't stop talking like this. Training to. mate has changed my nationality. I don't believe in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back. From me. I was in the outback for two weeks. Stop <laughs> <laughs> oh it. Good day, mate. You a carpenter.
1: I have actual tears in my eyes.
0: Okay. So the recap was the first one with music.
1: Kangaroo. <laughs> I assure you that was involuntary.
0: <laughs> okay. So this was the first episode with recap music Thank and Mary God. Alice. So I think that's why the first three felt off was because there wasn't Mary Mariel- Alice. And that's why the recap is so good because she's like Susan was having a terrible week and Gabby was getting her just desserts. Like she just is always talking through it and that's why we always know what's going on. Right. And then we get into Lynette's. I just wrote Lynette's sad life. Yes,
1: Lynette gets called to her boys' school because they have been misbehaving, (laughs) shocking. Um, And she suggests to their teacher that they just separate the twins, otherwise- Because
0: she painted a girl blue.
1: Who painted a girl blue?
0: Porter and Preston.
1: Yeah, you said she, as if like (laughs) Lynette painted a girl blue. (laughs) Did I not say they? (laughs) (laughs) Wrong pronoun. (laughs) So Lynette paints a girl blue.
0: (laughs) What was her name, Tiffany?
1: Tiffany Axelrod.
0: Yeah. Lynette will always be known as the mother of the sons who painted Tiffany Axelrod blue.
1: That's it. That poor little girl. <laughs> that, that must have been... Can we just talk about how traumatic that must have been for Tiffany Axelrod?
0: So traumatic.
1: What if the paint got in her eyes?
0: I where, remember where, when... the. I remember what? when this when this guy <laughs> Kagan in the sixth grade, shout out Kagan. I saw he just got married. Threw an ice ball at my eye. <laughs> Think about it. And he blinded Once you? Once a year. Be- you- well i was like this a little for a you while were giving carlos i was give <laughs> <laughs> anyway um so yeah porter and preston paint a girl blue and <laughs>
1: we're one minute into the episode
0: <laughs> <laughs> and lynette refuses to acknowledge they have adhd and that they porter- need to be medicated porter and preston would be on adhd TikTok today
1: Oh, absolutely! They would be oh uh, the poster children for ADHD oh
0: TikTok. Yeah, and then all the girlies get together again. I, I need. I can't stop talking like this. You'll find a way. All the girlies get together on one of their porches, and they're listening to the recording that Bree stole from Dr. Goldstein's office. Yes.
1: And we find out, as Mary Alice is talking to Dr. Goldfinch, that her real name is Angela. And she heard a woman saying it to her in her
0: dream. And then they all look over at Paul, and he's waving and being really nice. Yes, my note here is that Paul waves for the first time. He's
1: not creepy. He just looks different during the daylight.
0: He does. I said Paul being friendly neighbor.
1: Yeah, and it's really he's so baby girl in this scene.
0: I know. Hey, He's Mark
1: like, Moses. It's me again.
0: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark Moses. Still a Paul Young stan.
1: <laughs> After all this time? <laughs>
0: always. Always. Always, lovey.
1: Shouldn't have said that. Um, Susan thinks that okay. they should show Paul the note. And Gabby says what we are all thinking, which is that she's excited for Paul to move because he has this dark thing going on. And Lynette goes, yeah, malignant.
0: <laughs> that was so out of pocket she <laughs> says i'm glad he's moving and brie goes gabby me <laughs> <laughs> gabby that's not a nice thing to say You just lost his wife
1: <laughs> i i wrote here finally someone is saying it so uh thank you to gabby solis for being honest
0: to being infinity out of 10
1: But, of course, Christy, you and I know the truth. And if Paul Young moved in next door to me, I would welcome him with open arms into my building.
0: I would be like, you come hang out. We'll go to the pool together. Yeah. He'd be a girly, I think.
1: Just watch that he doesn't, like, do anything weird, like, dig up your pool.
0: Yeah. You're right. I can't believe I said pool and I didn't even think about it. (laughs) Like, hey, Paul, you like pools? (laughs) You like jazz? And he's going to be like... <laughs> Pools are his um, trigger. So then we get to Susan, and she's doing the dishes, staring at Mike outside. And good for her, as she should. And
1: as Susan is washing the d- dishes, and Julie comes over, starting to tease her, guess who is outside doing her own sexy car wash? Edie Car Wash
0: Brit. And Mike starts staring at her, and I got to say, I got the ick from Mike for a second. I know the way he looked at Edie was just like gross. Like, I was just like, like, it's not the way he looks at Susan. No, it's entirely
1: different.
0: Yeah. I was like, this is like disgusting. This is actually like disgusting to me. I feel like I'm walking by construction workers right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was not giving. I'm sorry, Mike.
1: (laughs) I find everything Edie says to be pretty hilarious. Uh, So when she goes back into Martha's house, she's talking about Susan's doe eyes and she's like, makes me want to go out and shoot a deer.
0: That was crazy of her to say. I think I blocked that out because of my animal activism. Yeah. But it was Um, such an
1: Edie thing to say. Yeah. Quintessentially Edie.
0: That should be her book. If Edie Britt wrote a book, it would be quintessentially Edie.
1: I have a note here that the music is very 2004. Did you notice that? I didn't really notice the music now. it's ju- and it's small um like you ha- you have to be really cute in to notice it but it's just very it like it feels dated to me which is strange because how can music sound dated but um it oh, sounds it perfect for what it is
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have nothing to say lovey i didn't notice the music thanks for agreeing lovey Um, so then Susan's like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do about Mike and Edie. So Julie goes, hey, mom, I was saving this for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. We got some of Mike's mail. And Susan's like, oh, thank you, good daughter. This is what you're good for. (laughs) So Julie gives her some junk mail and Susan power mom walks over to Mike. She goes, hey, Mike, this is for you. And he opens it and it's, it's a promo junk mail for the, for the Rialto for movies.
1: Mike loves movies. He's, he's constantly going to movies.
0: He is. And I think that, so the Rialto's in LA. So if the Rialto and Saddle Ranch are both in Los Angeles, I guess California is the Eagle State and Fairview is in the San Fernando Valley. That makes a little too much sense. Yeah. Like I think Fairview would be between Studio City and Burbank. Yeah. That's the only place I can see it. Because it's a very like suburban-y Costco. Costco is
1: an adjective.
0: Yeah. I'm just thinking of that scene of with gabby and carlos in the later season when they go to costco she uses a disability pass oh yeah love that (laughs) so mike's like oh my god do you like old movies And she's like i love old movies
1: i love them so much me too they're very wholesome here they're gonna break my heart in a few scenes but
0: yeah They make me cringe in a few scenes. And then my next note is Martha Huber didn't realize Susan likes Mike. Yeah, for somebody who's
1: so observant, you really would think that she would have caught on to that by now. I mean, it's- I was shocked. Three and a half episodes.
0: Like, where were you the last episode, Martha? Oh yeah, being an eight year old.
1: Mm -hmm. She was traveling back in time in Phil Diffie's time machine, Lloyd Diffie's time machine, really.
0: Because I was just very, like, I was very confused that she didn't catch on with Susan and Mike. Um, and then Edie's like, yeah, she's a whore in so many words.
1: Yeah, you're paraphrasing, but that's fine. Yeah, I am,
0: but I forgot So
1: about Lynette goes back to the school and the teacher invites her to separate the boys into different classes and lynette's like okay well which one stays and which one goes and the teacher
0: says you pick she's just sitting out eating her snacks
1: as she should she deserves a break she's not doing that thing that teachers do when like they're on their lunch break and you try to talk to them and they're like super awkward about it no she is totally comfortable she's letting lynette take over and this actress is in like everything i've ever Mm -hmm. seen and I don't know her name.
0: She's one of those. Yeah. Like I know who they are. I know who you are. It makes me sick. I'm going to tell. to tell. But no, she she deserves
1: to make her rounds. I know this is 2004, but I'm pretty sure she's still active and she's making her living. Well, probably not at the moment because of the strike, but but she's making her living as an actress, doing these fun little roles. And I hope she's well. I hope you hey, well, too. Hey, you. <laughs> you want to be on a podcast?
0: Hey, you. Hey, you. I feel like that's a song. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> and a am finding something new. Hey, you. Hey, you. And a band of a tap a towel. da da da. Hey, you. Christy,
1: did we just write a hit? I think we did.
0: Calling up David Foster.
1: Hey, guys, go vote for our song. Hey, you. (laughs) Now streaming (laughs) alongside our hit podcast, We're Going to Tell.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Lynette can't separate the boys. She's flustered. Poor Lynette. I mean, she should just start
1: lifting, I guess.
0: Because how hard is it?
1: To get a six-year-old to break their grip off of a table,
0: she needs to go to training. Me, <laughs> good island it, good island it. You're, You're look tired today, it. huh? You're oddly good at it. Why are you always shocked I'm good at accents and impressions? Let it no go, reason. let it go. Can't hold it back. Idina's hey, in this video. Idina, you can't be on. There's a strike. There you go. Okay. So then we get to John and Gabby. They're just in the hot tub at nighttime because Carlos is working late. There was no find my friends back then. So that's a risk. That was very risky. And as soon as the doorbell
1: rings, John freaks out, obviously. And Gabby's like, Carlos is working. He also doesn't ring the doorbell. Like John just, Listen, he doesn't have a frontal lobe. He doesn't understand. What Like, what in his brain said, oh, that's Carlos? Carlos is going to ring the doorbell to his own home? Hey, Gabby, can you let me in to my <laughs> maybe, house? Maybe he lost his key like
0: I did. He
1: and he doesn't have, 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 have cats to open the door
0: for him. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then Gabby looks outside and she sees the cable guy is five hours late or something. And he's there at 8 p.m. She goes, stupid cable man. They're all idiots. Some of them. (laughs) So John leaves. But what
1: does he leave behind, Christy? A gym sock. And, like, not for nothing but an ugly gym sock.
0: Yeah. One that Carlos Solis will not have
1: next we see danielle and andrew at their home brie is getting the table set for dinner and she lies about where rex is when asked i giggled when she told her children to take your seats (laughs) it was just so (laughs) teacher-like and like why are you so formal with your children having dinner and instead of taking his seat what does andrew do he dips. He takes after I his father. He's such an
0: ingrate. Hate Andrew right now. Yeah. Like, first of all, this episode was amazing because Rex wasn't in it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids. Maybe he made a point when he was like, "I don't care if the kids know anymore," because they didn't really care. Like, I mean, Andrew acted out, but he's blaming his mom, like an imbecile. And the other girl, I don't remember what her name is. Danielle. Oh yeah. The
1: name I just said.
0: (laughs) Danielle. Um, I always just forget her. I know she's a little forgettable. She's a little forgettable. Um, but she was like, this marriage is so over. Like, my God, I'm gonna go to the mall. Like she didn't care. (laughs) She just wanted to go to the mall with her friends. She did. Like she did not. Like, she felt nothing. She was like, good, this is toxic. It's stupid. But Andrew was huffing and puffing, about to blow the house down. He's like, I want to live with daddy.
1: <laughs> and do you know why Andrew wants to live with his father? Because it's a it's a positive feedback loop for him. Mm-hmm. He's constantly getting the validation of, like, Brie sucks. You know, it's a Brie sucks party all the time for these he two. He wants
0: to go to Rex and be like, oh, Brie made French onion soup again in a And brie cheese ball, (laughs) and (laughs) I don't know what gourmet food looks like. And then shocking, you're only at
1: Airwan ten times a week. (laughs) Just saying.
0: That's overpriced normal food. Come on. Oh, I didn't realize. (laughs) Fine. He's like, Mom made duck confit again, (laughs) and (laughs) and Rex is like stupid stupid woman I ordered Taco Bell and he's meanwhile real food
1: (laughs) the actual stupid woman is Danielle who like doesn't have a brain in her head (laughs)
0: like are you guys not paying attention your daughter has a 1.2 GPA
1: (laughs) this is the woman we should be disparaging not Brie
0: Like, pay attention to your kids keep Um, them in school So then we get back to the cable guy and he slips on the bubbles and all the bath remnants. I don't understand why Gabby didn't just put a towel down or something, but that's housework. So she wasn't going to do it.
1: (laughs) Gabby's not (laughs) lifting a finger. Okay.
0: (laughs) One. And so he slips and like hurts his neck and he's being rolled out. And then Carlos comes back and he's like, what happened? And she goes, he, he slipped and fell. Like, just doesn't care. She goes, eh, uh, could be a huge liability as it happened at her house. Could have gotten sued. He should have hired a personal injury lawyer. She's like, he fell. And Carlos, <laughs> you see the wheels turning in his head. He was like, why was the cable guy here so late? He sees the candles. He sees the bath. And I loved this because, like, you know what he's thinking. And he doesn't have to say Nobody has to say it.
1: Oh, yes, yes. When they don't put the explanation right in front of your eyes they this was when audiences were a little bit smarter yeah i also have a note here that the scenes are going so quick again but Mm -hmm. we are still getting some solid juice out of them like they're substantial scenes they're just a lot shorter
0: yeah because there's so many characters they had to squeeze it all in so then we get to martha hoover shows up to susan's house with a mincemeat pie
1: I have to say something very astonishing, to me at least, probably not to anybody else. But Martha Huber is Dolores Umbridge coded. I see it absolutely
0: 100%.
1: She brings over the mincemeat pie, she's pretending to be super sweet, and also being very threatening, you know, threatening to chop Susan up into little bits. (laughs) But she's like wearing a smile the whole time. She's like, I'll make mincemeat out of you. 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 you."
0: Did I, did I tell you the pie is mincemeat? Did I bring that up? And she's like, I know what you did, Susan. And Susan's like, I didn't do anything. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Susan was a gaslighting queen. Susan She has said, no
1: remorse.
0: Deny, <laughs> deny, deny. My note
1: here is um, Mrs. Hooper really makes herself comfortable in other people's homes. She
0: does. Hate
1: her. And she also said something to Susan about like women of our age. She's bold for that. <laughs> because I see her as just like being... Somewhat, not significantly, but like probably ten years older than Sue. Like she's gotta be, yeah.
0: But she's gotta be the haircut thing.
1: Maybe I just would not put them in the same category of ages.
0: It was so crazy of her, but yeah, she just she threat she kind of ate Susan up a little. (laughs) She kind (laughs) of left no
1: crumbs. Um, My favorite part of this scene was that the button for the scene was Susan's audible gulp and the captions on the screen said audible gulp.
0: (laughs) I don't want to caption, so. Didn't see that. So then we get back to Andrew. All I wrote here is Andrew's a mean little rat. Real. So I think this was when... Um, Brie barged into Andrew's room and was like, Ugh. and Andrew was like, "Mom, oh, let me
1: out. Law. This scene also dated the show because Andrew says, I called dad's cell phone. And that just struck me in the moment as a line you really wouldn't hear anymore because it would just be, I called so-and-so's phone or like I called so-and-so because no, yeah, it's not an exclusive thing to have a cell phone.
0: Yeah, like, it's just cell phone now. It's not work phone, home phone. Right, right. Phone.
1: Like, when you're filling out paperwork, you fill out the same number for all those fields or you just fill out the one. But, like, nobody has the landline anymore. So for Andrew to say, I called dad's cell phone, it seemed like this really revolutionary thing for him to break debris. To
0: now he'd not. be like, I checked dad's life 360.
1: <laughs> 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 yep. He's not in Philadelphia for a medical conference. He's at a motel three miles away.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go live in dad's ratty motel like the rat I am. <laughs> Can't wait um, to John, eat out I, of the I, trash. I oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he literally, they want to eat trash like rats. <laughs> I just choked a little. <laughs> um, so then Gabby is getting dressed in the morning and she sees... Carlos looking at John's sock so like the smart woman in stem she is mm-hmm. she grabs all the socks in the house and runs down to Yao Lin's closet which I don't think that's like the correct <laughs> name now oh probably not probably <laughs> um, not so she brings it to Yao Lin's closet and then Carlos is like what is this Abby? <laughs> And Gabby's like... I don't think that accent is correct. I'm Puerto Rican, so I can do whatever I want. And um, Gabby's like, it's a sock. And Carlos is like, not mine. And she goes, Carlos, you're so stupid. Gaslighting queen. This episode should have been called, who's that gaslighter? (laughs) Like, who's better? Who's the best?
1: Yeah, this was a really good save by Gabby.
0: Yeah, she's so smart. And he was like, oh, that's weird.
1: She played it so much cooler than I would have been able to. If I were in her position, I would have been like, Oh, ah, it's so just
0: Suck. No, she is in her, she is spinning her web of lies. And it is an incredible designer web.
1: Spider-woman vibes. Yeah, like Spider-woman. No,
0: st- no stone unturned amen <laughs> next um, week see
1: mrs Huber and susan in the grocery store
0: i hated this scene i hate it i got so mad martha goes oh hello susan i just saw mike in the ice cream aisle or wherever he was did you two come together and she goes no mrs Huber. i literally don't even like him
1: <laughs> yeah she can deny all she wants but yeah. we know better and when Mike approaches he just has that sweet little I was sick. I know.
0: I was overwhelmed.
1: He was like, "Hey, hey Susan, are you excited for the movie?"
0: And she goes, "No, I hate movies."
1: He's radio I'm not rebel. Going to that. <laughs> She pretends not to like Hitchcock because she doesn't want to seem like she likes Mike in front of Mrs. Huber. And it's it's very like 15 years old. You know what I mean? Like she's giving teenager in denial.
0: I just think if she had just owned up to it and it just makes her look guilty. Trying to look like she doesn't like Mike in front of Mrs. Huber. Yeah. You don't like, mean owned up? Be to, like, like, I didn't burn the house down, and I love Mike delfino Same here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I but didn't can't burn the house that. down. So she embarrasses Mike, and he's he's like, oh. She goes, I hate Alfred Hitchcock. And he's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So she I basically
1: said, I you. would rather stick pins in my eyes. Then go see a Hitchcock movie and with, she's without
0: just you. Giving her so many mixed messages since episode one. It's like she invites him to the dinner party that is like, I hate movies. D- invites him to a dinner that ends up being at his house, it says, Oh, my daughter's coming.
1: <laughs> like, and it, it only gets worse.
0: It only gets worse. And then he walks away like really sad and wants to probably go cry about it. And Martha Huber. And Susan goes, what do you want from me, Martha Huber? And what does this woman do?
1: Make Susan pay for her
0: dirty, dirty groceries. How can you have the audacity? Like If I've there's never... one thing
1: Mrs. Huber always has,
0: <laughs> it is the audacity. It is the audacity. So then they all go hang out at Lynette's house. Out of all the houses, I don't know why you choose hers, but okay. <laughs> Um, and what do you
1: think her house smells like when you walk in?
0: Oh, I don't want to think about it.
1: What do you think hits your nostrils the minute you enter?
0: Rotten milk. Yeah. It's not like rotten milk or like rotten formula, rotten formula. They, I don't know what that (laughs) smells like. I'm not around babies, but (laughs) I like, she needs to hire Yowlin. Like, come on, give that woman some more work. I know. So they all are at Lynette's house and... Paul comes through the door and he goes, hey ladies, so excited to join poker night. He's like, girls night, I'm one of the girls now. This is so great. And they present him with a note that says, we know what you did. Oh, sorry. It says, I know what you did. It makes me sick.
1: I'm going
0: to does not even sound right anymore. I know. I know but she did. <laughs> like, that's not that's not real. Um, and then Paul immediately starts fake crying. And then he's like, <gasps> I have to go. And they all ran out, and they're like, Oh my god, what just happened? Like, what do you guys expect? They ambush
1: makeover him
0: all the time. He's just trying to live and so, escape. So happy to, to be one of the girls. Like, I was really sad about that. So then we get to Gabby's house, and Yao Lin is cleaning, and Gabby just bullies her. Technically, so does Carlos. There's <laughs> they're so mean. Poor Yao Lin.
1: Carlos said, is that a Japanese thing to clean with socks? And Yao <sighs> Lin was like, I'm Chinese. <gasps> like, stop Asian hate. It That was cr- Like, the fact that, obviously, that's not something you would see today, yeah. but it is one of those things that, again, like, dates the show.
0: I think this was the one thing that just like made me a little icky. Like I didn't like that joke. That's the only time so far that I've been like, no, like that. I don't feel comfy with that one. Um, And then he leaves, and Yellen still loves Carlos, I guess, because she's like, I don't like lying to him. And Gabby goes, Yeah, well, I don't like your dusting. What did she say? I don't don't like your your ironing. I was like,
1: This is (laughs) your employee. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't have much. You don't have to be mean to her and is making her now
0: clean with socks because <laughs> she knows about the affair like gabby you need her on your side yeah yeah don't be mean to her gabby's a bully she is like the way she just struts upstairs yeah well i don't like your ironing iron it Your do it yourself
1: i'm gonna write Yao Lin's spinoff as a fan fiction like this
0: is called Yao Lin's revenge okay (laughs) oh my god if if they this podcast gets so big and everybody's like demanding a Desperate Housewives reboot it should be Yao Lin moving into Carlos and Gabby's house
1: that's amazing
0: with like all the other people they've wronged
1: $23,000 Italian marble table
0: yeah she's gonna like spray paint it it'll be a whole thing (laughs) Um, so Gabby visits John at soccer practice and gives him Birkenstocks. She says, you have to wear these you can't wear. And like, she wants him to wear open toe shoes as he's mowing the lawn. <laughs> she just wants liability after liability. <laughs> She's
1: oh, going to get Carlos thrown behind bars.
0: And then all the little teenage boys are staring at her and she goes, oh, "Did you tell them about us? He goes, no, nah. they think you're hot. She goes, what? No. <laughs>
1: Really good Jesse Metcalf impression.
0: Thank you. I hope Jesse thinks the same, because I know he's listening right now.
1: Yeah, even though he can't see your face.
0: Well, he can hear me.
1: Yeah, but it's like your facial expression too.
0: Oh, it was very like. I'll put it on the Instagram.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then Andrew is missing, and Bree is concerned because she's a good parent. And what is he doing? Who wouldn't go looking for Andrew? Rex? Yeah. <laughs> Bree would be like, "Hey, hey, Rex! Um, Andrew's been missing for a week," and he'll be like, "Let him rot. <laughs> I don't care about those
1: kids." At least he's not Tom Scavoing, who obviously wasn't in this episode. But if that were Tom, he would be like, "Which one is Andrew?"
0: <laughs> we had one. We had a boy. <laughs> you be really confused. Oh.
1: Um, I have a note that says, being at the strip club is crazy.
0: That was so crazy. But also Brie finding out where he is by ransacking his room and finding um, matches. I'm like, so he's a repeat offender. That he is. I'm like, just him. And they cast, like with Jesse Metcalf, you know, they they cast somebody who was Older to play a teenager, so it wouldn't really look too bad. But Andrew is like 18, right? So maybe 16, 17, and like all the boys in this are all like actually 16, 17, and you can see their age when they're in this strip club, and it's just so funny. And then when she's sitting there and she goes, Don't, this is so sad. Yeah. Is where are this woman's parents? She's probably been assaulted, molested. And she just goes off and the guy's like, she's ruining the vibe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wrote that um Bree's feminist side starts. To I jump wrote out. feminist.
0: I wrote feminist. We are
1: seeing the character development in action.
0: Yes. And when she Oh, when she sits down and she goes, I'll oh, have the house chardonnay. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That was amazing. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, shout out to Hannah, who is now a listener. which she was like, I love how you guys are saying She's queen of the patriarchy and a feminist. What makes her a feminist is loving the patriarchy because it's her choice. (laughs) Nobody's telling her to. In fact, Rex is telling her not to love the patriarchy. And that's what
1: makes him
0: (laughs) (laughs) anti-feminist. Exactly. And she goes, no. I want to live to serve this man, <laughs> but she, 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 that's what she wants for her life. It's about her having the choice. Exactly. So that's feminism 102 class. Of- <laughs> class dismissed. <laughs> um, so then Martha calls Susan up. Why don't you just call Taylor up?
1: why don't you just call Taylor up (laughs) my note for this whole scene is Mrs. Huber is the enemy
0: I said Martha wants Susan to be a sugar mama (laughs) what did she say she's like hey my radiator's broken can you give me some
1: money she said $600 water heater broken
0: well maybe you shouldn't have gotten a $600 water heater and you're right Mm-hmm. You said what you said. So then she's like, "Okay, I have to say something." So she burdens Julie with this arson, naturally,
1: because Julie has to constantly parent her parent.
0: Now Julie is an accomplice to an arson. <laughs> Help, <me. laughs> J- J-
1: J- Julie! Wait, I'm gonna do my Susan impression. Okay. Okay, you be Julie.
0: <laughs> hey, mom. Just got home from school. I'm no, really good at math. You be Susan. Wait, <laughs> you, you be, be Julie. <laughs> you told me to be Julie.
1: I don't remember what I said. You said you were doing your Susan impression. Okay, I'm gonna do Susan. You be Julie. Okay. You be Julie. But you're sleeping.
0: She wanna go away. I'm dreaming about my Trojan horse. <laughs> Julie, wake up. Wait, what, Julie, Mom? Julie. I I did a bad thing. <laughs> ah, here we go again. <laughs> okay, are you gonna do your impression? I just did it. <laughs> um, oh, just <laughs> like in a bad thing? That was yeah. it. Okay. I can do more if you want. It's okay. And then <laughs> Julie Julie goes, Aw, nuts, <laughs> Oh, nuts, mom. Oh, nuts. Okay, I'm not surprised. Like, she goes over her head. She's like, Oh, my mom committed art sin. But the, the fact
1: that she's not terribly surprised says a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah she's like, oh, Sounds like mom. That's then classic get to- Susan. <laughs> she did a Susan. <laughs> um, then we get to Carlos. He he walks up to John. John's shaking in his boots, in his Birkenstocks rather. John's heart is actively trying to escape his chest. Yeah. And Carlos is like, I'm gonna "Talk to you, John." And John's like, oh, oh, "I'm Mr. salise is, uh, is the grass okay?" and he's like
1: <laughs> <laughs> violently shaking like so
0: scared and he goes did you see the cable wait no sorry wrong one he was like did you see the cable are you here and john's like oh, n- n- no. yeah he says yes and then he, he says, says no first. oh he's like yeah i did no he says no first
1: no he says yeah yeah i saw him and then carlos is like oh what time about five oh. o'clock oh did you see him or not
0: oh yeah 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 because then he because then he knows he was there late so he's yeah. like oh, I don't he's like malfunctioning and carlos is like you don't have to lie for mrs solis and he's like actually like if he had an apple watch his heart rate would be like 200 BPM easily easily yeah. Like he's gotten in the middle of something dangerous
1: i'd be scared too and you know john's only answer to that is that he doesn't want to get in the middle which tells carlos everything he thinks he needs to know
0: yeah like when carlos like last episode when he was like ah Bri, if any woman did me like that huh? they're in paul young's
1: pool <laughs> i don't know if i can actually talk about the next scene because of how viscerally angry it makes me
0: My first note for this scene with Susan. So Susan and and Julie have concocted this plan to get the um, the uh, measuring cup from Martha Huber to free them. And Susan says something really interesting because they're about to break into her house. So they throw the frisbee to Martha Huber's backyard. Susan says, "Ethically, we have nothing to be ashamed about. You burned a house down." Yeah. And Julie's like, yeah, you're right, Mom. Susan, she has blocked out the fact that she committed a crime. She was in a silly, goofy mood. Yeah, she's like, oh, that's fine. And then Edie comes back. Not before. Mike Mike is inviting Susan to another movie.
1: And she's so excited this time. And she's able to say yes without the fear of Martha Huber's breath on her neck.
0: And they're giggling. They're looking like little teenagers. I am obsessed. Like, And what does idiot Mayer do? I'll tell you what she does.
1: She gives up her only ticket to that screening to Edie
0: Five Mile Brent. And Edie was like giving up too. Like She was like, hi, Mike, hi, Susan. And she's walking inside. And then she was like, S- Edie, do you want to go to the movies with us? And Mike is like, what? no I don't like her like that but why can't Susan think of anything else to say and like it really I can't I can't even say too much about it because I was like shaking and I know what happens I know I know later, but I was really upset
1: <laughs> I'm so upset by this the same way you are and it's like even knowing how things turn out in that moment, I just want to punch her because all she's trying to do is stall for time. She just doesn't want Edie to see Julie going in the house to get the measuring cup.
0: She could so have why said can't anything say- else. Yeah. She could have said, Mike, can you leave? I need to talk to Evie. Yes. She could like, have I'll said, see you at like,
1: Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, if you're feeling sick, like, do you need to go get any medication? Like, She could have said anything, but no. She had to
0: give up Mike yet again. I was so, I was deeply disturbed. I was like, oh, don't do that to Edie, but Mike doesn't like her, so he didn't even care.
1: I know, she was just but like,
0: this is Susan's moment of desperation, clearly, so. Yeah, she just ruined it, pushing it back for all of us. But that's why we love them, because you get so close. We, we're getting like a dopamine high of seeing them together, and it's ripped away from us. That's true. We're gonna have
1: Stockholm Syndrome by season two.
0: I already, I've been living in this <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome since 2012 when this Real. ended and Real. I'm just living on a constant loop of being in Wisteria lane. Real. Like literally I feel it. Sometimes I feel like my consciousness is just like, I'm in a padded room and just in my brain, it's just me going. Doo, do, 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 do. <laughs> You're rocking <laughs> back. Do, 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 position. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The people um, checking on you are like, she's still doing it? Oh, yeah, she's still doing it.
0: Still on Wisteria Lane. <laughs> um, then we get to one of my favorite scenes of this show, honestly. Yes, mine too. Is Carlos going to attack the cable guy who he thinks was sleeping with, Su- with uh, Gabby? And he barges into his room or his apartment kicks him on the ground and specifically says, you think you can have sex with anyone you want? (laughs) Not, not, never touch my wife again. (laughs) You think you can have sex with anyone you want.
1: (laughs) And the fact that this was Created by a gay man just makes it obviously. That's why much... it's funny.
0: That's why yes, it's funny. Yes. If this show was all white straight men, be like that would this be homophobic. But this is but, funny.
1: Yes, Marky Mark is perfectly aware of what he did here,
0: <laughs> and then he just looks around and sees all the <laughs> gay stereotypes in the apartment, and he's like, "Oh no!" And then he goes, "You're, you're gay? gay? <laughs> is that why you did this?" <laughs> no, he goes, "Yeah." Is it... No, no, no. He goes, "Isn't isn't, isn't that why you're here?" oh really yeah he goes isn't that why you're here like he immediately thinks he's being hate crime
1: yeah and Carlos agrees that he's hate-criming him he's like uh
0: yeah because you're gay
1: (laughs) (laughs) which why would he say that because he was embarrassed (gasps) I think so my note is just Carlos has committed a hate crime.
0: it's just so funny and i never noticed that like going back to like the first scene with the cable guy he says to gabby like he's like oh it smells so floral in here or something he takes an interest in the candle yeah she's like okay i don't care she's also homophobic i guess so (laughs) they kind of tell you in the beginning that he's going to be a flamer it's perfect foreshadowing and it was that scene always just cracks me up every single time like seeing the cable gay like on the floor cable <laughs> just like crouched down he goes isn't that why you're here he goes oh yeah and then just storms out it's amazing
1: you know who's not a homophobe mike delfino well yes but you know who else paul young Paul Young, baby. <laughs> and what does Paul Young, the ally, do in the next scene? He apologizes to Lynette and Gabby. And he, he lies um, about Mary Alice writing these notes to herself and saying that she terrorized him and Zach and herself by leaving all of these notes around the
0: house. I wrote um, Paul's story saying Mary Alice wrote the note to herself is so slay. Yeah, like, it's a really good save. That's a locked up story. Like, this lady killed herself. Like, a, there's going to be something a little, you know, she could have been cuckoo crazy. Cuckoo I would have been like, oh, my God, I didn't know she had all these issues.
1: I would have believed it, too. But Lynette and Gabby see through it immediately.
0: Yeah, he walks away and he goes, I'm, I'm really sorry. It just brought up a lot. And then he walks away. I was like... I'm calling. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then Gabby just goes, wow. I don't believe him. <laughs> don't they're, like Gabby neither. they're women in psychology.
1: Yeah. But like, why don't they have, why don't they have just a little bit of compassion? Well, no, cause they're God. the ones who think that Paul Young is like out of everybody. They think he's super creepy. Obviously, Bree is like Bree exhibits a lot more compassion. Bree, the redhead, exhibits more <laughs> compassion than any of the other women towards. Yeah, Polyam. you
0: guys we somehow completely forgot that Bree was a redhead last week.
1: <laughs> There's nobody else with red hair on the lane besides
0: <laughs> Sue's of Lynette's kids. Like it really didn't occur to me until this was fully edited, and I was laying in bed, and I was like, <laughs> Bree has Bree has red hair. Maybe they're Bree's kids. I'm really sorry, we're not fake fans. We just are stupid. <laughs>
1: we just uh, don't have brains in our heads. Just like Danielle.
0: Yeah. Sometimes we feel very smooth brain like Danielle Van de Camp.
1: Sometimes we just want to go to the mall.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. My next note is the twins are annoying. Lynette's ready
0: to drug. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And I was really sad because she was like staring at all like her newspaper clippings of her being a VP of whatever company she was in. And she was just vice president of something. And she was just like looking at her life and she was so miserable and sad because she has terrible kids now. And it just made me really sad for all the the working moms out there who had to quit and raise demon kids. Exactly. And the only
1: way that she can soothe herself is by kicking back with a glass of wine as she is perfectly entitled to.
0: Yeah, she had to medicate herself. Shocking, she wasn't the alcoholic of the show.
1: (laughs) We'll get there.
0: My next note is Andrew Ratt. (laughs) Uh, I
1: wrote, Brie apologizes to Andrew. It's briefly tender. So I guess we had different perspectives on that scene.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they had a moment for a second, but then I think he got snarky again. He
1: did. He wants his door back, but Bree rightly does not give it to him. She says it's going to be yeah. three months before he gets his door back.
0: So. And that's a good mother.
1: <laughs> and what's the next thing we see? The news report with a sketch, a police sketch of Carlos.
0: No, you know, it was so funny. The news reporter goes, local gay activist and part-time <laughs> female impersonator. <laughs> Again, over the 12 times I've watched this show, over my head. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. crying, laughing. Mm.
1: Carlos and Gabby are in the bath watching this news report because they have a television in their bathroom. And Carlos just leans forward ever so slightly and asks, something you want to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> Gabby's staring for her like,
0: nope. Nope, I'm good. Thanks. And then we get to Susan with Martha Huber. Martha Again, hobble. Susan, deny,
1: deny, deny.
0: Susan ate and left no crumbs with this scene. I will say, like Martha Huber resembles a penguin. Something about her gives me penguin energy.
1: It's giving the penguin it's giving the riddler it's giving the joker
0: she like waddles her way over she's like that's susan (laughs) Mayer." she goes i know what you did you stole (laughs) you stole you're a thief She waddles over, Susan Mayer, you stole the measuring cup. And Susan goes, Martha Huber, I have no idea what you're talking about. But yes, I did. (laughs) And then she goes, just so you know from this point forward, when I say, hi, Mrs. Huber, how are you doing, Mrs. Huber? Inside, I am hating your guts. And I said, thank you, somebody finally said it. It's about time. It is about time. And so, like Martha Huber's shaking right now. I think this is when she gets the idea to come to like come back to Wisteria Lane as a child.
1: I think you're right. And I will say Mrs. Huber thinks she's giving Lady Whistledown. She thinks she's doing the public service, but Susan is not going to give up that easily. She is going to Eloise Bridgerton her way out of this mess.
0: I don't watch Bridgerton. So I don't know that.
1: We have, like,
0: one last scene. Okay. So then the girlies are back together discussing the note. What did I write
1: here? I didn't write in the English language, apparently. Um, but we do see Paul being creepy again in his natural habitat.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah, he, he hires a PI. He goes, you gotta find out who did this. I don't even know. <laughs> He was kind of giving The Godfather a little. And he was like, name your price. (laughs) And he said, I got a bag of bones. These Uh, uh, bag of (laughs) bones.
1: No. (laughs) Vagabond.
0: I know. That was the pun. Oh. These bag (laughs) of (laughs) bones okay christy your
1: songwriting privileges have been revoked
0: hey you hey you i know that's a song and hey something you. new hey you it's from jonas la soundtrack no way i was ripping off the jonas brothers as i do You're kidding me. That was buried in my brain. I haven't listened to that song since 2010. I can't believe we just plagiarized without that was knowing it. deep in my psyche. Real. Anyway, guys, Desperate Housewives super fans. That's our show. That's our show. Please connect with us on Instagram at We Are Going To Tell and TikTok We Are Going To Tell Pod. Do you want to give them a call of action, Samar Maran?
1: I'd love to. We're going to have a little Q&A session on our Instagram where we post a question for you to answer in the comments. We want to get your opinion. We want uh, to know what you think. Not of us, just in general. What do you
0: think? What do you, you think? Can tell about? us what you think of us if it's positive.
1: <laughs> Slash <laughs> pause. Um, yeah. So every week we're going to have a new question come up right after the podcast comes out. And you can weigh in and just tell us your opinions on whatever the question of the day
0: is. Tell us your opinions. Answer a question of the day. And also, we would love to know where our listeners are. We would love to build our little community. That's and- TEA. Exact to lay, slay. And we really just want to know who's listening. So if you would just leave a comment, leave a five-star rating. Paris Hilton's literally telling you to do this, so you got to do it. <laughs> leave a five-star rating. President Paris and Hilton. yes, and like, <laughs> love and light. Just support our podcast. And tell your friends and family, please. And thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Paris Hilton. Um,
0: Yeah, thanks, Paris. Love her.
1: Zach will be okay with that. And (sighs) we are going to catch you all on the flip side next week. Bye.
0: Goodbye. That's so creepy. Goodbye.